0: Of a people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode 14. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. If you're new here, please subscribe, and don't forget to leave a comment, review, or feedback. On the show today, we have Great Crossing Lady Warhawks Girls Basketball Head Coach, Mr. Glenn Wilson. Coach, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, First, let me say congratulations on completing your first season as head coach at Great Crossing. Thank you. Um, And for all our listeners out here who don't know who Coach Glenn Wilson is, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I was uh, born and raised in Versailles, Kentucky. Uh, I was a Woodford County Yellow Jacket. I played multiple sports there, football, basketball, baseball. Uh, And from there, I went on to Georgetown College, where where I played football. I was a member of the uh, 1991 national champion football team. And uh, right after college, I went back to Woodford, and that's where I started my teaching and uh, coaching career. Started out coaching high school football, middle school boys basketball, and high school track. And then in 98, I came over to uh, Scott County High School, and that's where I began coaching girls basketball and uh, girls track. So for the past 22 years, I've been assistant coach at Scott County High School girls basketball team and this past year I became my first year as a head coach for the Great Cross and Lady Warhawks.
0: What was in the beginning what was your motivation to get into coaching um and I know in kind of doing my research you've coached multiple sports um through the years what was your motivation to get into coaching um first and foremost?
1: I just I enjoy working with young people you know just to trying to give back to them, you know, what was instilled in me going away. A lot of people helped me along the way. So I want to give a little bit back to them. And the more I did it, the more I enjoyed to enjoy doing it.
0: So, so let me ask you your thought process in regards to leaving, um, a highly regarded program like Scott County to take the opportunity to head your own program.
1: All right, it was a tough decision, decision, man. I was, uh, I really battled with that, you know, uh, you know, working with Steve and Terry, we've been together for 22 years. You know, we like brothers and sisters. And it was really tough, you know, to leave a program where, you know, you help build to be a powerhouse and then to start your own program. It was it was tough to deal with. But what made it easier is that a lot of the kids that the younger kids that I had worked with, they were going over to Great Crossing as well. So that made the made the transition a lot smoother.
0: OK, um let's take it the let's take a look at the season and get your analysis a little bit um if I'm not mistaken you ended the season 16 and 16 with a very young team um got got a slow start a little bit out of the gate but kind of found your identity late in the season um tell me some things you thought the team did well in regards to their progression throughout the season
1: well you know first of all you know we had a very young team and each kid had, you know, they was in a totally different role, you know. I had uh, Braylon McBeth and Timmy, Timmy Williams were our two leading scorers. and you know, at Scott Cannon they were playing role, role players, you know. Right. right? They wanted the main two go to. So coming to Great Crossing, they had to be the go to players, you know. So they all had to step up and uh, become their go to players. But, uh, you know, we struggled early just to find our identity. Uh, mm. You know, uh, we were really young. Uh, didn't have too much to experience. Uh, you know, we had a tough schedule as well. So I think after we just building the confidence in them and they realize, you know, they can do what they can do and just go out there and play and don't worry about it and the results will happen. And that's what we did. We kind of pick it up to probably about the middle part of the season and, and found our identity.
0: Now, with, with the team being so young, as you noted, what were some of the things early on that you felt that y'all struggled
1: with? Well, physically, you know, we play against teams like Clark County, Scott County, you know, Dunbar. They were just physically stronger than us, you know, and that that just put a toll on us. You know, physically they just beat us up inside, us on the boards. I mean, we couldn't stop nobody from guarding. Couldn't guard anybody just physically, you know, they were just so much physically stronger than what we were.
0: Well, and I think a lot of people um, don't really understand the um, – the gap between, say, freshmen and varsity, or even JV and varsity, sometimes when you're talking about the size and speed of players.
1: Oh yes, it's a big difference, man. It's a totally difference, and you know, like I said, all these kids that I had that came over, you know, none of them started varsity. They all played for either freshmen or JV, you know, and to go jump into a tough schedule and play against physical, girt young women, you know, it, it was tough, you know, so. We had to work on getting tough throughout the season. And, you know, we made that change.
0: Well, and and I think that's some of the the games that I got to catch locally that I seen in regards to the maturation process from the, the couple of games I got to see the beginning of the season. And then uh, definitely seen the Franklin County game. And even though y'all ended up losing that game, I, felt, I thought y'all showed a lot of growth from beginning of the season to that game that I got to catch in regards to um, y'all's players maturation.
1: Yeah, we did. We really did. Uh, one thing I can say about this team is that they had heart and they played hard. You know, they gave it everything they had. They fought. They fought. You know, we hit some bumps and bruises down the, down the you know, during out the game, but they never quit. And, you know, that's that pretty much what we built our identity on. It's just not quitting and keep working hard. That's right. So with the
0: restrictions being kind of lifted at one point, not lifted at another point. How are you and your staff approaching, maybe trying to salvage the summer in regards to what y'all would normally like to do?
1: I uh, Pretty much I our summer's over with, you mm-hmm. know, we, we try to get back in the gym, probably the third phase. And, you know, we had up had a situation where one of the players ended up getting COVID. And so we had to shut everything down for two weeks and, You know, so we just decided as as a coaching staff that we just, uh, you know, give the kids their own workouts to do at home. And then, you know, we'll reconvene back. And uh, once school starts back.
0: So how do you think um, this being the young girls first year in regards to playing on that level? Do you think it would have a negative impact on them in regards to not being able to get that development over the summer?
1: Not really because we have uh, – got quite a few of the girls, probably probably at least the, that top ten kids, they are playing AAU basketball, and they've been uh, going to uh, – got this new gym in, uh, in Scott County where this guy's been doing individual training with our kids. So we got a majority of those kids been going there. So the part, things that we really want to work on in the offseason, one thing was strength, and a lot of the kids have been working on that. And, of course, they've still been playing AAU, ball, and things like that. So I think we'll be fine.
0: OK, so, Coach, let me ask you, um, you, you spoke earlier in regards to your other profession, your teacher, um, w- with everything that comes with running a high school program. How do you balance that with other aspects of your life?
1: Man, it's tough. Bro. I, <laughs> uh, like I said, I've been doing this for 25 years. You know, I'm married. My wife, Karma, I got two kids. My daughter is a sophomore at Bryan Station. She plays soccer. My son's a seventh grader. He plays football, basketball, baseball, track. He does it all. So it is tough to balance, you know. Uh, uh, I've just been blessed enough to uh, get the opportunity to, you know, to do it all, you know. And it's tough. And, you know, I, I thank God every day for my wife, you know, because she does a lot of the taxi cab, taking my kids here and there and doing that. But when I get the opportunity to see my own kids uh, uh, play sports and do their things, you know, I'm there every minute, every second I can get there.
0: That's probably got to be one of the toughest things as a coach who has children that play sports i i know that tug and pull because you you know you have a responsibility to be there for your players but you i know hate missing you know some of the things that your kids are doing on the sports field as well
1: yeah it is it's it's really tough you know i uh I also coach middle school basketball at Scott County Middle School. And that's in the fall. That's pretty much when my daughter plays soccer in the fall. and My son does football. So, you know, I think my days of middle school basketball is about to come to the end just before I can have the opportunity to see them, you know, do their thing. Right.
0: Um, So, Coach, let me ask you. And and you just spoke, uh, I think you said 28 years?
1: Uh, 25.
0: 25 years you've been at this. What continues to motivate you to coach and to continue to grow as a coach?
1: Uh, Just just a simple fact of just working with young people, man. I think if it's one or two or three kids that you can see them reach their goals, go to college, get that education. Man, that's what it's all about right there. You know, just trying to motivate them to, you know, it might not be about basketball. It might be to be about something in life down the road. you can instill in them that's that's what it's all about just working with kids and to see them to be successful
0: and and i think that's been the consensus in regards to the majority of coaches that i've interviewed basketball is the vehicle but it's about life exactly you you know um and, and in that process of growth and motivation for you tell me um some individuals who were role models or people of influence in your life that pushed you to this direction?
1: Uh, Well, you know, I got to start with my mother. You know, she was pretty much, uh, my parents got a divorce at a a young age when I was young. And my mom, she pushed us, you know, to do our best to work hard for whatever we want. You know, when things were tough, she's always encouraged us to continue to work hard to get what you want. You know, I thank God every day for her because it wasn't for her. You know, I don't know where I would be. You know, it could, you know, being I could have easily went the took the left turn instead of the, the right turn that I went. You know, so I thank God for her. She, you know, she's my hero. She's the one that influenced me to be where I am today.
0: So at this point in your career, coach, 25 years is a long time. What, what would you say your career goal is in regards to in totality of what you've done?
1: really don't have a go, You know, I like to, you know, hey, win a district championship, win a region championship, win, win a state championship. That's all coaches' goals to win a state championship, you know. But uh, just to continue on, just to try to influence these young people and be a part of these young folks.
0: So, and, and we, we spoke about you leaving Scott County earlier. Um, how how did, What do you take from Scott County to try to instill – um, that culture and, and that dedication to these young players um, at great crossing.
1: Uh, the winning culture, you know, uh, being there for 22 years, we built a program, you know, it starts with, uh, with a freshman team, a JV team and a varsity team. You got to have three levels and you got to, and you got to, you got to motivate those kids and that program in order to have success on the varsity level. So I really concentrate a lot on my younger kids because usually we have success when they're younger, as they get older, you continue to have success. And main thing, just to want to be their best and want to win, that winning mentality.
0: Yes, yes. So, so let me ask you this, Coach, and we're talking about the younger players. Um, I see a lot here lately. I see a lot of players that are kind of slightly removed from the foundation and the fundamentals of the game to more so of the – I don't – know what good word to use, but more of the finesse side and the trickery of the game. How do we get these kids to understand that you can't grow without those fundamentals?
1: That's that's a that's a hard thing to do, man. That's one thing we battle with all the time. You know, we got we got kids who try to shoot left hand and ain't even got their right hand jump shot down good <laughs> enough. So you know I'm just trying to keep let's keep to the basics. Go back to basic fundamentals of basketball. Once you accomplish that then you can add something to the next level. But you got to be fundamentally sound to the T before you get to that next level. That's what I believe in.
0: So in, in, in all your years of, of coaching, and this one you probably have to think about a little. I'm going to try to take you back. Um, give, me, give me a team that you coached or was a part of that succeeded and a lot of that success was based on their skill as opposed I, to the I, athleticism. I, I,
1: I would say the 2005-2006 uh, team. That's when we had Chelsea L. Lyman, Rebecca Gray, Susie Owens, Holly Milburn, uh, uh, Kayla Moses. Those kids, all those kids, went and play uh, played basketball. The majority of them played Division One basketball. But those kids were they were physical and mentally strong. I mean, it was some things that I did with those kids that I can't do with the kids now. But just because they they're not mentally strong enough to do. Mm. Know, that group were – and they were tough, man. I mean, it was a kid like if they were a group that if a another group or team come talking trash to them, oh, we knew the game was over. We know those kids were going to step up and get the job done right. you know, no matter what. It's hard to get to see that today. You don't see kids do that these days.
0: Well, and, and I think like like I was uh, referring to earlier, and, and, you know, I'm a summer coach so there's no knock on AAU, but you don't see that camaraderie fall to summer, summer to fall, fall to summer anymore like you used to. And that's how you build that unit.
1: I agree. Right. I agree. And, that, and that group we had, they played together in the summertime. Then they came on with us, you know, and, and that it made a big difference.
0: Uh, big difference. People may not believe that, but at the core of this thing, it's a team.
1: Exactly. exactly. You,
0: you know, so, Coach, let me ask you, up to this point, and, and I know you've had a long and very solid career, give me some things that's been rewar- very rewarding for you, whether it be in wins and losses or just milestones in your life.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, we can look at uh, probably some wins and losses. This this past team this year, man, I mean, that was a team, that this young group of young ladies, man, they fought. They fought. They never quit. You know, we play in Scott County, in the regional semifinals, you know, and we battled, we battled. We never – we got down by 15. We cut it all the way back to six, and it just showed that this – I mean, this is a – we had a few more baskets here and there. It could have been a different story, but they always fought. They never quit. And, you know, and that that desire I seen in those, man, it just it was just awesome. I'll never forget this team.
0: Well, and when when you're molding young kids, it, it's that that makes you smile more so – than the wins and losses, you you know what I mean. That you w- you're willing to tough it out. You're willing to have your back up against the wall and fight your way out of it.
1: Correct. You will. It. You're right.
0: So let we got this thing here called the Cyclones Crystal Ball. Okay, where we take a look forward a little bit. So let's look forward a little bit um, to the Lady Warhawks for next season. Um, you you stated a couple of players earlier. Um, Bray Mc. McMath, Timothy Williams, um, who had stellar seasons last year. What do we see from that group of girls next season? Uh,
1: you know, going into the season, expectations are going to be high. You know, we, I talked to the coaching staff, You uh, know, we, we can coach them to the point where we expect them to be at the level where they need to be at. Uh, you know, we can't dwell on what we did last year. This is a whole new season, and we've got to push forward. Each person's got to improve. We gotta have uh, some kids step up and, and be role role players. You know, we need somebody to do the dirty work. We got some kids on the team that can do it. We just gotta get it out of them. That's right. I really think that you know we got the core to do what we need to do. You know, we just gotta we gotta put it together, and everybody, if everybody accepts their role, what they can do. I mean, I think we'd be tough. We'd be a very tough team.
0: Now, with that being said, do you have any um? Up and comers who may not have hit the spotlight yet that we need to be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, I think uh one of my eighth graders, she played she played quite a bit of varsity, not as much. You know, she had a little slump down the middle. Her name is Olivia Tierney. Uh, you know, down the stretch, she came, uh she came on, you know, she built her confidence up, she played strong. She's about a five eight, five nine guard that really can shoot the ball, really can play. I'm looking for big things for her. Uh, you know, we had another freshman who started every game, uh, uh, Reagan uh, Barrett, you know, she's six foot, big guard. She had to get stronger in physical. She's been working on that. Uh, you know, I'm just, I expect improvement from each and every one of them. And I think if we do that, I think we can really put a tough team together.
0: Coach, let, let me thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day to give us some insight. Um, like I asked all my guests, I would love to have you back on when I have other coaches to have a round table to just sit and talk basketball.
1: Oh, Anytime coach. I appreciate it.
0: We, we wish yourself and the great crossing program, um, much success to everyone listening. Thanks for being a part of the cyclone nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review for coach Glenn Wilson. I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.